Welcome to Into the Known, a podcast focused on helping you find the known within you. With you today are your regularly scheduled hosts, Lisa and Cindy, but we have a very special guest with us. Her name is Amy Lee. Amy is an intuitive guide, life and business mentor. She helps people manifest their best lives. And if you're, if you're an entrepreneur, an abundant, fulfilling business. She does this by helping people access the power of their intuition and energy in order to create abundance, experience wholeness, and embody their full potential. While you're listening, if you want to check out some information about Amy, you can find her on Instagram at Amy Lee Soul Happy. And without further ado, I'm ready to get started. How about you, Cindy? I'm ready. And just just to be clear, because Amy does spell her name uniquely, it's A-I-M-E-E Lee l-e-i-g-h soul happy on instagram and we'll have that in the show notes so you can just click that happy little button welcome amy hi thank you so much so happy to be here thank you for inviting me uh thank you for being you and being the amazing <laughs> mentor and teacher you have been for me directly over the last few years so i i believe i've mentioned amy on here before amy is one of my teachers mentors coaches and have been able to be in that space for a couple years now. And prior to that, we all went to the same learning center together, intuitive training center, which is great. Mm -hmm. So Amy, I just, I, I want to hear your story because I actually don't know how you got into this work. Ah, okay. Buckle up. Seatbelts <laughs> 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 are on. <laughs> okay. So the short, not short version of it is basically so when I was really little, I remember even in kindergarten being intuitively aware. However, I didn't know that that's what that was, right? And then knowing things that I shouldn't know or seeing pictures or having dreams that would come true. And it really started to get very loud and pronounced in my life um, during high school. And most of it was around protection. Like I would have dreams for myself or others around things that were going to happen or had happened and how to like protect. And then just fun little things like when a boyfriend would cheat, I would just know and with who and like all these like really practical <laughs> things, but then also some pretty profound, like spiritual connection to myself and to the God of my heart. And now I know how to put language mm. to it. Then I was like, something's <laughs> really wrong with me. Right? Like what? <laughs> so then in my twenties, it, it really started to take over and I was having panic attacks and would just so overwhelmed with everybody else's emotions and energy. Mm. And at that point, again, I didn't know how to put language to it. I just thought that something was wrong. So I went to a counselor and of course I found her intuitively. I was like scrolling through all of these <laughs> counselors on this website and there was hundreds. And this one woman, it's like her face popped up, you know, off the screen. I'm like, oh, that's her. Mm. So I reached out to her. And I went to a couple of sessions with her and she finally looked at me and said, you actually don't need to be here. I would love for you to go take this one meditation class. She also was a student at the intuitive development training place that we went to. And oh. that's how I was introduced to it. So actually, like she's, she said, would you be open to a reading? And I'm like, yes. And what it was, was I started to feel really seen and understood because in our sessions, she'd asked me like, well, how do you feel? And at that point I was in a not great relationship. And I'd say, well, when I imagine breaking up, it's like 
breaking up with him. It's like taking off the soaked, really heavy jacket. And that, like, I would speak in imagery mm -hmm. yep. and I've always done that. But again, I didn't know what that was. And so then going to um, training this, you know, four week <laughs> meditation class turned into a lifelong journey. <laughs> <laughs> Who knew, right? And people say that to me when they come into like a four week class with me. They're like, I thought I was just going to learn to meditate. It's like, no, you're going to connect with yourself and learn about your intuition, you know, your spirituality, energy awareness. And it was the first time I really felt fully at home. And mm -hmm. I wasn't in it for the end. Like it, it, everything else in my life, like college, everything was like, when does this end? Okay, six weeks, one semester, right? Mm -hmm. This was something that I didn't want it to end. So then fast forward, I was still, I was in corporate. You know, I did a lot of really cool business adventures and such, kind of a closet intuitive, doing readings here and there on the side. My family didn't know for years. And oh, then, okay. Yeah. And then finally I hit a point where I was consulting for businesses on a business level using my intuitive skills, however, just not using that language. Mm -hmm. And my son was going to be born and I, my contract ended and I was like, okay, so do I go back and find another corporate gig or do I just give myself some space and do some readings here and there in my living room and some workshops at yoga studios? Cause I love yoga. And I chose that. And that's how my business was created. It was never set out like, I'm going to start this business. It just never stopped. People stayed mm. more. And it's been miraculous to me. So because in that, then I get to continue. I, I Every time I teach or I give a reading or I consult, I learn. So it's this, you know, as you guys know, like the give a healing, get a healing mm -hmm. um, that is always so present. So that's how I began. And this is where I am. <laughs> Like, that's so great. I love that you're, it sort of all started with a reading because um, in a previous episode or after this, I don't know when we're going to air it. <laughs> uh, the same thing happened to me. Like a friend recommended I get a reading and that was, that was it. That was the, that was the start of the journey. Isn't that, <laughs> yeah, isn't that amazing? And it's like, mm -hmm. I, I know like, so I'm, I'm curious too, Lisa, like when that individual suggested that to you, was it an intellectual, like, yes, this would equal this, or was it this sense and this feeling of, inquiry and curiosity that's like yeah i think that clicks and i want to do that yeah that yeah there was no there was no analytical brain going yeah it's not amazing that <laughs> yeah. Yeah, see, that's what's so amazing to me about the work right because it's almost like people are called to it it has to be mm -hmm. this feeling and this deep curiosity and like you're led to it energetically versus like being told about it <laughs> with words. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yes. So Absolutely. Amy, knowing that you were highly empathic as a child, knowing that you were obviously quite clairvoyant and psychic, I am assuming you tend to make intuitively informed decisions, whether it's business or family. And I'm curious if that's always been the case. And if that is the case, has it always been the case? And if that is the case, have you noticed there's any consequence when you don't listen to your intuition? Because it sounds like your intuition started out being very protective, very empathically informed. Mm, oh my gosh, that's such a good question. Yes, completely. And I would say that it is something that even being a highly intuitive person now, I still hit pockets where I, I battle between my intellect and my intuition. Mm 
mm-hmm. and I battled between what other people think I should do or societal and what's safe versus mm-hmm. like what I truly know deeply. And I recognize it's less about do I trust my intuition or am I aware of it? And more about am I willing to am I willing to say yes to my highest well-being, which is scary. It activates mm-hmm. survival level energy of not belonging or mm-hmm. what if this happens. So it's that's really interesting. So I just want to state that like there's this this <laughs> thing where people will think, oh, as soon as I learn these things, I will no longer be challenged or I will always. And it's like, no, that's not the case. You just now have tools to navigate what you are aware of, because as you develop your intuition, you become more and more aware. Right. Mm-hmm. So when I don't <laughs> when I was younger, I really was in like the throes of this because I wanted to air quote fit in. I wanted to be normal and I never felt normal. I remember in seventh grade standing with all of my friends and looking at everybody just thinking, knowing and every, all the older people would always say, you're so much more mature, right? Like there was, this <laughs> it was actually super annoying. I'm like, I just want to be stupid. And I just want to like go and have fun and not worry about the things. <laughs> so, so then it was like, okay. So I'm in the throes of like trying to deny who I am. But when I'm by myself, like allowing that, you know, Mm -hmm. so then with the decisions of intuitively, you know, making decisions intuitively, there were times where I would like shun my intuition and I would, yes, the repercussions of it, some of them very traumatic, actually. There were times where I said, I I didn't listen and things happened that are now points in my life that I'll never forget. But I look at them, I don't beat myself up about it. I look at it as, okay, I was learning about what my intuition sounds like, feels like, and the value it has. So I don't wrong myself for it. Um, It's just part of the learning. And I believe that those points where we don't listen to our intuition, it just helps us to listen to it even and trust it even more later because we learn about the repercussions of not, if that makes sense. Totally makes sense. And I ask because... I, I've shared my story in that regard before too, where it's like, you grow up as this psychic child and nobody knows what you are and nobody knows how to help you. And so at some point you shun your intuition or you turn it off or you ignore it. And then there's some sort of catastrophic or minor consequence. And so, yeah, knowing that you were this way from a very young age and really just waiting for somebody to teach you what to do, that totally makes sense to me. And and I think that's actually kind of really cool that you have that reinforcement instead of beating yourself up of like, I can't believe I didn't do that. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. It just informs the relationship. And I look at everything. I mean, we're always at choice point of how we interact with energy and a situation is just a situation there. It's neutral. But the energy we bring to it or the lens we're looking at it through determines our experience of it. So if I have a situation that is <laughs> detrimental, right, to a point, <laughs> if I choose to just stay in that detriment and have it, it works against me and I don't receive the growth and the learning from it. And so I just choose to, to do the other, like allowing myself to have the feelings of the other, right? Like not not spiritually bypassing or sweeping it under the rug, but just, again, like letting everything work for me. Do you still feel othered sometimes as an adult who this is your life, this is your practice, this is your business? Are there moments where you still feel maybe not a part of the group or not seen in the same way? 
hundred <laughs> <laughs> percent. Yeah, absolutely. And I'll share too. I think I, I just wanted to weave this back in with the last question with, but you asked about now with business and not listening to my intuition. What's interesting is if I stop, if I try to put my business in a box of being a air quote again, business and do all the things from the intellect and all the things I'm supposed to do. And I look at it from that perspective and I don't listen to my intuition. It shuts off. Mm. It like stops. Yeah. So I, I am constantly reminded to just trust and be in flow and like let my intuition and spirit lead. Otherwise, like I'm just getting in my own way. So I think that's a really important piece for those that are entrepreneurs or in business or in life in anything. Like just listen to yourself. Don't get in your own way. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I agree. I, I just feel like that that trust and faith in yourself is so important, but man, it's hard. <laughs> yeah, it is so hard. Well, and it goes beautifully into Cindy, your question that you just asked about, do I ever now in my adult years, like feel this way of not belonging? And yes, absolutely. And it's, I look at it as, you know, a lot of us are pioneers in a way. And mm -hmm. I think that the more we own that, then we're paving the path for others. And this was actually the main pitch, one of the main pictures in my business that helped me to forge forward and really own my voice is that I know I'm clearing the way for those behind me, right? Mm -hmm. Those to come. And yes. It, and that's, that is actually very motivating for me. And it, it, like, I can do that more. I can hold space more for other people rather than myself sometimes. So to have that picture and that, that mission behind me is at the forefront is really important to me. I will just speak on that. Uh, my business exists because of, well, the quickness at which my business came about it, is because of you, Amy, because I sat down with you and you're like, let me let me just share with you the things that actually work. And so you don't have to go through mm -hmm. the pain points of trying all these different things. And that framework, that pay it forward mentality has helped me, but it's also helped people around me where I'm like, listen, this is what was shared with me. Let me share it with you. Mm -hmm. And I will just say, like, I'm grateful you do pave the way in front mm -hmm. of me at times and invite all of us to kind of do the same. I think it's amazing. Thank you so much for sharing that. And that makes my heart so happy. <laughs> <laughs> I remember, I remember when you reached out, you're like, I think I want to do this. I'm like, come up. And we spent a full day mapping everything out. And I believe that we can leapfrog. I believe yeah. that if we, it's like that imagery of like a woman at the top of a ladder and another woman at the bottom starting to climb up and I just want to reach down. I get the chills as I say this and like pull you up and not only to where I am, but above me to yeah. the next ladder. And if we each do this, imagine the community, that, that feeling of not belonging, that feeling of what we do is weird. Like all of that actually starts to dissipate. And also then we are raising the level of consciousness on the planet. Like mm -hmm. it's important work. And also mm -hmm. I feel so much more fulfilled in doing that than in, you know, some of that energy of competition or, you know, there's not enough. And well, what if this, like that just limits everybody. So yeah. And Cindy, I'm so impressed with what you've created <laughs> mm -hmm. in the short amount of time, you know, that we've been working together. I mean, a few oh, years, yeah. but it's amazing. <laughs> yeah, I, second that. I second that. <laughs> 
<laughs> I mean, the podcast is here because I sat in front of Amy and she said, just do it. And I was like, okay, I don't know what's going to look like. And then Lisa's like, hey, I saw you were doing this thing. I want to talk to you about it. And I was like, sweet. I don't want to do this alone. I love that. So Amy, for you, I know we're using a lot of different words and I know most of our listeners are probably following without, without challenge, but how do you explain what you do? I know you love this question so very much. How do you explain what you do? And how do you explain intuition to people? Okay, so I'm going to give myself permission to <laughs> say what's true right now, today, in this moment. Beautiful. Because you ask me tomorrow, and my question or the answer might change a bit. It's kind of like I remember when I was a little girl, and people would say, "What is your favorite color?" Uh-huh. I'd say, "Well." Today it's pink, right? <laughs> and everybody would look at me so annoyed, like, no, just what is your favorite color? And I reserved the right as a little girl to say it's going to change, right? Oh so my God, yes. I'm reserving the right right now too for this. Okay. So, okay. The question is, what is intuition? Is that the question? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. All right. So let me close my eyes and see what comes through. So I see <laughs> I see intuition as the ability or the lens we look through to have communication with the energy around us. It's the ability to see, hear, feel, know the energy that's that's in the mm, ethers that are that's not visible to the naked eye. So it's a communication. It's a way, it's the key into knowing more. It's the key to seeing beneath the surface. That's what I see intuition is. It's information for us. Ta-da. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Beautiful answer. And you reserve the right to uh, change your mind tomorrow. Don't worry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you mentioned your son, and I obviously am privy to the fact that you're a mom. Mm-hmm. How does intuition play a role as a parent? How does it how do you how do you raise kids as an intuitive parent and do your kids go into resistance to the fact that you're an intuitive parent like many kids do of intuitives mm. okay so yes i my intuition definitely um informs my parenting it always has to the point where i think i've actually received quite a bit of judgment because oh. i parent differently i do i par- i give i empower my children I see them and hold them as their own spirit in their own light. Mm. And therefore they are knowing and they have information. And my role is to like help them grow into the truest version of who they are. So mm-hmm. in that, then I don't control and that it can be challenging to parent to when you're like, we have to go like, <laughs> like because I said so, right? Like, it, it can be very challenging, but I give choices. I listen to what they want. I respect their own intuition and their own internal dialogue, and I hold space for them to figure things out for themselves. So with that then, does my son and my daughter go into resistance? I think sometimes my daughter more so. She's like, let's just get on with it. Like, you're too much sometimes. And I'll say like two words. She's like, you're too much. I'm like, Okay. So my son, though, he goes into it with me. I have the most profound conversations, and I mm-hmm. always have with my son, more so than most adults I know. Probably, mm-hmm. like, yeah, the most profound. He has these questions and this intuition that um, I actually feel it's my responsibility to protect 
and to help him stay connected to it and to grow it because this kid is magic and mm. and i want he's different right like he the way he thinks the energy he's so aware he knows things he's just extremely intuitive my daughter as well she's in a, she's 14 right now so she's more um she's kind of where i was right like more kind of closed <laughs> down from it and not really that's just not of interest to her right now which is fabulous um but to my son it is and so yeah it's it's a fun game that's for sure mm -hmm. i love that yeah i wanted to uh, reiterate this idea of trust again because i give an example with my son who's further along the road here he's 19 <laughs> and he was going he was going to take the car and go somewhere like to her point reyes or something like that and you know super windy roads and all this stuff and i started to go into like fear oh my god i don't know he's never driven these roads before oh my god oh my god and then I said, no, I trust him. He mm -hmm. it's like you said, like he is a very capable being, right? Like if he was completely irresponsible and like has crashed the car five times, I would have been like, no, <laughs> <laughs> but he's never done that. Right. Like he's, right. you know, so just being able to see, to stop the fear for a moment and just look at him as an, you know, as an energy, as a person, as energy, mm -hmm. I go, no, he has the ability to do this. And then I just said here's the keys go have fun so yeah. it was but it i mean it took a minute to get there it wasn't like immediate yeah, <laughs> yeah. well you know it's interesting so i remember when my daughter she was i don't know 18 months old maybe she was sit sitting on the counter in her little seating thing eating these little round things right and she started to choke and mm -hmm. i immediately went into like oh my gosh and this fear washed over me and I rushed over to her and spirit said very clearly, she doesn't want to choke more than you don't want her to choke. Hmm. And I, it, that actually has, I'm so glad that was the beginning of parenthood <laughs> that has informed my parenting ever since like, right. Mm. Her will, her will to survive, to heal herself, to dislodge whatever this thing is like that's stronger than even mine, which is impossible to believe because <laughs> you have no idea. Mama Bear, <laughs> <laughs> but that has informed everything. And then there have been times where I remember my son, we were at the skate park and he was on his trick scooter. This was a few years ago. And he's like, one more run mom. And he's, he just goes for it. And the kid is, he's definitely learned a lot about his body <laughs> through mm. all the things but he's like just one more run and everything in me was like nope he's gonna get hurt on i knew intuitively but he was asking me intuitively for more space for more autonomy mm. and so i said okay like yes your choice like are you sure and he's like yes and sure enough he went and he fractured his knee <laughs> oh goodness but, yeah but it was like okay so but these are the parenting struggles that we go back. So does that make me a bad parent? Because I let him, even though I was aware that something was going to happen. I didn't know he was going to fracture his knee, but I had that, that nudge mm -hmm. and it happens so fast. Like all of this internal dialogue into intuition can happen so quickly. This is why like honing in that ability to be the observer and notice all of the, the thoughts or the, the pings, right? Like notice those, bring them to consciousness. Um, but it happens so quickly. And then my son's asking for autonomy. And then, so I don't know, I think the most important part, and you're not asking this, but I'm saying it, <laughs> so the most important part is not to judge ourselves and not to make our intuition right or wrong. 
So often mm-hmm. we'll think the intuition is about, well, is it right or is it wrong? What if I'm wrong? What if, and that's not what intuition is. Intuition is just more information to inform you to make the best next step in the moment. That's it. Mm-hmm. It's not about being right or wrong. So yeah, that's like awesome. That. Yeah, that's awesome. That's very important message to be put out there. <laughs> yeah. Well, even for myself, I get into, I can get into like, well, wait, is this right or wrong? And and when I do that, it shuts down. You're putting a, we put a mm-hmm. pressure on our intuition then. And then of course it's not going to, you know, of course we're not going to want to listen to it then. Now there's a pressure on it and then it goes into ego and then it goes into, right? So it's like, no, what if you just allow it to be information to feed your intellect and then your intellect and your body make decisions and um, take actions off of the intuition that you're aware of. So you've been doing this work for what, almost 20 years now? Over 20. Wow. <laughs> congratulations. Yeah, congrats. Thank and, you. I feel like we're five years apart in when we started our work. So I, I feel like I try to remember that, but clearly not today. Um, what, okay. What is your most interesting thing you've explored in your intuitive space, whether it's a class or a concept or even watching somebody gain their own certainty? What has been most interesting as of today? Ooh, oh, goodness. Hold on. I'm scanning. I'm scanning. <laughs> <laughs> so much. Um You know, I think, well, let me start here. Actually, I always go back to basics and just that, like the freshness and the newness and the small ahas. It's about, to me, it's making the ordinary extraordinary. And to do that, it's really sinking into the moment and and like being with the thing or seeing the the beauty and the uh, having appreciation and so forth. So, but I think that one of the biggest ahas or moments that stood out to me for myself personally was when I first started the reading program, and I was I think it was the very first time we yeah it was it was the very first time we exchanged a reading. So we sat across from each other, me and this woman. And it was my turn. So they're like, okay, just describe what you see. And I, so I, I, I remember that feeling of like, I don't want to say what I'm seeing. This is ridiculous. I sound ridiculous. And so I did. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, okay, just go for it. I'm in a safe place. What's the worst that could happen? So I started to describe how I saw this river. And there was a basket, a bassinet basket floating on the river. And she was a little baby in this river. And there was like a blanket. And like I, knew, I saw all the details. And I was describing to her, I'm like, this is just, I don't know, anyways. And so then after I opened my eyes and I was done and I was like ready to be like, what are you talking about, lady? Like, <laughs> you need to leave. You're not good at this, right? And <laughs> she and she's like, oh my gosh, when I was a little girl for in her culture, that's what they did. She's like, my oh, parents wow. still have a photo on their bedside of me in that bassinet in the river. Oh, wow. And I went, oh my God, this is real. This is re- like all these yeah. things that I see or that. I- so for me, it really is the simplicity, right? Like that's the simplicity. So, mm-hmm. okay. So then Cindy, like to go into the weirdness, like, are you kidding me? There's so many things that I've seen and looked at and in meditations gone into. Um, I love the astral plane. I think mm-hmm. that that's so fun to go and explore like in, you know, in our dream space and sleep or even, you know, just to leave the body and go fly around for a minute. 
<laughs> yeah, it's really fun to do. It's been really fun this past week. I think I've flown in my dreams every single night and I'm learning new skills. So mm. I see where um, there's, it's just a place to grow and evolve spiritually. And then we get to bring that back into the body. So I, I love mm. that space. Yeah. But for the most profound or the most interesting, I don't know. I think I'll have to answer with that. Those are good answers, honestly. So when I'm trying to think of how to ask this question. So I have worked with you in a variety of ways. You have taught, you have mentored, you have shown me how to do this work in different ways. How how do you share that with the world? Like, how do you share that part of what you do? Like how you are of service? This is the question. How are you of service to your clients and students? Okay. So at first I thought you were going to ask me about marketing. I'm like, well, that's the part where I need some help. (laughs) (laughs) I know know you love intuitive marketing and I share that with everyone. I'm like, listen, if it's too hard, just follow your intuition. That's what I was told. Exactly. Mm. I I actually do most of my marketing and such energetically. So I call people in um, energetically, which is super fun. Um, I I am in the midst of expanding my business and I will be expanding the marketing aspect with some help of an amazing mentor. Um, Yeah. So I'm excited for that. And then I'll be able to support my clients even more through that. But how do I help like in like, so like, what do I help people with? Is that? Yeah. Well, let's knowing how you are inviting people in and knowing that you're probably creating like a mock-up or a deep intention out on the astral for people to see, do you create that from a space of what you want to work at or do you look at what people are needing Mm. in the world? Oh, such a good question. So my philosophy in business is to always create from the inside out. So Mm. I first look at what is most true to me, what is resonating for me, what is coming forward for me, because then when I go to teach it, there's no effort in it. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, if I go and I look, okay, what does everybody need? It might not match with the information or where I am. So now there's a bit more work to do, but, but, and I also like feed them back and forth. So I will first connect with, okay, what's coming up for me, like whole woman, right? That was, that's a program, the, which is now called illuminate your path. So that came from a meditation in my backyard that I can remember like yesterday in 2020 and everything downloaded. And like, it was so crystal clear. I knew the name, everything came through. So then I'm like, well, is there a need for this? And that program actually has been the most successful program. It's a life design, you know, intuitively looking at your life and like the 12 different areas and so forth. So what I did was I had that information, that download. I knew that my heart was like, yes, my soul was like, yes. And then I was like, okay, but is this actually something that people need? So then I asked, I started asking questions. I looked at it intuitively. I, you know, read the energy of where people are. And then I took the next step into the practical because I'm all about magical meets practical, practical meets magical, right? So then I brought it out to the world and like, okay, is this a value? And everybody was like, yes. So I think it's doing both. When we start to create from the outside, there's there can be a disconnect. So why it's well where it's valuable to see from the outside perspective if it's needed. It's also then checking to make sure you're not in competition or trying to match somebody else. And then those pro those clients that you invite in, obviously you have one-on-one clients and that's interesting and great, but the program clients, and I will just say the whole women program, Illuminate Your Path, 
was profound for me. It supported me during the pandemic and it has me even now, I look at my life differently than I did previously. What, how do you determine, okay, as somebody that's been in your courses, I know I show up for our session, our, our group session each week. And sometimes we're doing lectures, sometimes we're doing coaching, sometimes we're doing sharing. Is that all intuitively based? So it there's a structure to it. I always, even from a workshop, a two-hour workshop, all the way to a year program, I have an outline and the curriculum built. And then in the moment, whatever is most true. So based on the mm -hmm. needs of the clients that are showing up, if I have a lecture planned or a curriculum planned, and I see that actually people just need to share today and need individual coaching, then I'll shift gears. I give myself mm -hmm. permission to be super flexible and intuitive to to um, meet the energy where it is in that moment. Just like my outline. Exactly. <laughs> because when we create the outline, right? When we create that, then we're grounding that space. We're creating mm -hmm. space. That's what like the manifesting, right? Like you're creating space for that mock-up to come in. But then what fills that space, it's leaving room for that to be fluid. Um, to really, to really honor where people are and have like help people get what they need in that moment. Do you, um, I was going to jump in with my favorite question. Do you, <laughs> do you see any recurring themes? Um, I will just say in the last like three to six months that you've been noticing come up mm. over and over. Oh, that's really good. Yeah. It's interesting. Reoccurring themes have always happened from day one. And what used to happen, I think it's shifted a little bit, but what used to happen was it was so near where I was in my life. Mm. So relationship, like the same, I'm like, I'm reading this, my relationship right now over and over mm -hmm. and over again. And then for a while it was autoimmune. A lot of autoimmune disease was coming through. And then I, to the point where I'm like, I stopped, I'm like, okay, God, what are you preparing me for? And my son was diagnosed with celiac autoimmune, right? But then I knew so much about it when he was diagnosed. I'm like, we've got this, no worry, you know? And then, um, <laughs> so, so these themes come forward with where I am in my life. I would say that lately though, and maybe it's just a blind spot and this is mirroring, <laughs> maybe it is mirroring my life and I just don't even know it yet, but I don't think so. Um, I would say that lately, a lot of it is on uncertainty and indecision. A lot of people are feeling really unclear on where they are. And I'd say before this point, actually, like the three months before that, there was a lot of depression, tons mm. of depression energy, a lot of like being cut off or feeling like cut off from source, um, mm -hmm. survival energy, just a, a heavy energy that people have been moving through. But now it's like, I feel like we're kind of coming out of that. But now there's like this uncertainty and doubt and like, okay, well then what do I do? Like I can see a little bit of the light now, mm -hmm. but now that I can see some light, I'm not quite sure what to do. And this is where I say, let it work on you. Like let the sun rise. It's going to be okay, I promise you. But when we struggle in that and kick our feet, then we can actually stay in that effort or resistance as both of you, you know, keeps us stuck, right? So just mm -hmm. how can you just float on your back and let the current take you versus struggling to get out so quickly? I think this all, what you're saying really mirrors like the big shifts that are happening on the planet right now, like thought, thought mindset shifts. Like oh, there's a lot, there's a lot going mm -hmm. on. Um, but I feel there's this, 
I, I really understand the confusion and I know um, I've been told multiple times, like when you're in confusion, just let it be confusion, right? Don't fight it. Don't resist it. Don't, you don't have to know at every moment that, you know, where you're going. So it's that trust thing. I, I feel this is my recurring theme today is trust. <laughs> <laughs> this is my lesson for myself. Yes, Lisa, you need to trust. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. I think that self-trust actually, if I were to say I teach anything, it would be self-trust. Mm. I think mm. that the overarching spirituality, intuition, energy awareness, manifestation, like all of it is self-trust because at the core of that, we can, we trust, we lead ourselves. And also that the, I have this saying like that I'm sure multiple people have heard, right? Like it's that, the affirmation that like, I believe that my higher self, I as spirit and the God of my heart and the universe are always conspiring for my highest good. Mm -hmm. So it might not feel like it in the moment, but I know that this is just a picture or an energy that I'm experiencing. And there's actually not doing something half the time is better than actually doing something. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Amy, we want to be mindful of your time. So, um, my first question is going to be, can we invite you back? Because I still have about 100,000 questions I want to ask you. Oh my gosh, invite you back as many times, please. I love this. It's so fun to be with both of you. Oh, yes. that's awesome. And what should people know about what you are working on in the next three to six months? And how can people best find you? Oh, such a good question. So I'm so glad I mapped this out over the weekend. Oh, good. <laughs> so um, I would say, well... The, okay, so a great place to start is either a one-on-one -on -one session because that's a great hello and a beautiful place to know, like, what do you actually need, or Elevate. So Elevate is the foundational course where you learn, like, the basics of grounding and your energy, you know, all the energy work and your intuition. So it's, like, the foundational tools, the basics. Like, earlier I said I always go back to basics. These are the basics. Mm -hmm. From there, it's like, are you interested in working on life or are you interested in working on business? If you're interested in working on life, then there's a life program for you. And if you're interested in business, then there's a business program. So there's always a group and there's always a one-on-one -on -one in either area. I've decided that I'm doing both. I'm not choosing nice. one of the others, even though everybody says, you have to choose to either be this or that. I'm like, but they're both true and they go hand in hand. So. Yeah. So that's what I would say. I love that. And mm -hmm. is the best way to connect with you Instagram, your website? Instagram is fabulous. Uh, website is good too. But I, I'd say that Instagram is probably fastest. Awesome. So that's Amy Lee, Soul Happy on Instagram. And your website is soulhappy.life because you have a fancy dot instead of dot com like the rest of us. Nice. <laughs> and dot com was taken. But hey. <laughs> <laughs> Even better, even better. Yeah. All right, Lisa, do you have any final questions for Amy? No, I just wanted to say thank you for coming. It's been, it's great getting us all together again. This is good, good stuff. I love it too. Thank you, Amy, so much for joining us. And thank you everyone for listening. As always, you can find Lisa and myself on Instagram. Lisa can be found at Insight and Harmony. You can find Into the Known, Into underscore the underscore known. And if you enjoyed today's episode, feel free to forward it to that friend that might be ready to understand their intuition just a little bit more, or perhaps they're ready to work on their intuitive business. Until next time, enjoy the wonder. <laughs>